Thanks for joining us again. 12 minutes of learning and let's go. So the, the first question that came is how do I start a small group? How do I start a small group? I'm a new youth pastor and I wanna get a small group going. I've heard, I hear people talk about it all the time and I need to know how to do that. So let me begin by saying this. If you are creating disciples as a youth pastor, okay, check this out. If you're creating disciples as a youth pastor, you're going to see that Wednesday nights, whenever you meet, right, Friday nights, uh, Sunday nights, whatever, uh, that youth service setting, that's not enough, okay? Now, I do believe that, the, that theology begins with preaching and teaching, but it's best when it's done in uh, discipleship settings, for sure. I don't think you have to replace Wednesday night or the youth service, the community thing. Um, I don't think you have to replace that and just do the small group setting. That's a whole nother discussion. And there are youth groups across the country who have gone that way. And there are some who've gone that way and have come back. So uh, that, that we've talked about that. You can go back on the other episodes and see that. So as a youth pastor who wants to start a new small group, let me give you two things that you can do because I want to move on to these other questions too. First of all, train leaders. You must begin a small group ministry by training leaders because if you're not training leaders then first of all it's just gonna keep you're gonna be too busy right without that delegation and secondly uh, the funnel is gonna come right to you events you're probably doing worship already um, planning scheduling counseling preaching teaching campus visitation. Everything else you're doing is funneled to you too, right? So it really begins with delegation and leadership training. And finding the right people who can handle that crowd, who can handle the teaching and small group, right? So leadership development comes first. The second thing is you need some host homes that are adults um, who can house this and bring that maturity to it and bring a place to it. I would, I would strongly recommend not going to the church for small group. We, we got to get outside of the church. You've heard me talk about this many times. It's a neutral site settings, okay? So uh, in beginning, a small group youth leadership um, is number one in training youth leadership. And number two, finding a great host home. Now, you could also, instead of just meeting in a home all the time, you could meet in neutral site settings in the community. Whether that's at the mall, whether that's at a coffee shop, whether it's at a park, you know, when the weather's right, whether that's at an airport. I've, I've done all of those settings, the gymnasium, you, know, you go to the school and uh, do small group there. So there's a lot of different settings to do that. But to begin them, understand theology and how important it is that you are giving an opportunity or a place or a setting to go deeper into theology, right? That's the small group setting, um, leadership training, move on to the next question. I love this one. I'm dating long distance and I'm worried. I'm dating long distance and I'm worried. The question came from a teenager who actually said that this teenager is worried that this other person that uh, right in the picture uh, it is going to like somebody else. I'm long I don't have control over this, right? Well, first of all, let me say, you need to thank God you're dating long distance, okay? Just ask people who are dating 
short distance, how difficult that can be with a lot of areas, okay? So number one, uh, how do you deal with that? Thank God that you are dating long distance, okay? Number two, you don't need a boy or a girl. Your relationship will be best. It will be most healthy. Whether you're dating, engaged, or married, your relationship will be best when you understand you don't need each other, okay? You, you don't need a boy, you don't need a girl. You, you need God. And if, you, if you'll set that straight, okay, if you set that straight, then the relationship will be. Because two halves don't make a whole in relationships. 50-50 doesn't make a relationship. You need to be 100% right before you. You need somebody else. So uh, third, on that long distance thing, um, trust, okay? If there are trust issues and fear issues, the relationship isn't right at this point, okay? So you need to get that relationship right, and that begins with getting you right, all right? So uh, that's the long distance uh, relationship thing. That's, that's good, I'm, I'm glad that came up. Um, third question, and this goes along with small groups a little bit. The question came from a youth pastor. What about mandatory reporting, okay? What about mandatory reporting of you know, uh, issues that come up in the discussions, okay? Now, this is a big, this is a big discussion, and I want to give you just some basic principles with mandatory reporting because there are filing forms that you must legally file in certain cases, okay? And those filing forms are not something that you keep with you. That's something uh, that you'll need to do with this advice I'm gonna give you, okay? So first of all, mandatory reporting. Everyone in the ministry needs to understand this, whether it's people you are counseling, whether it's people that are in the small group, right? They need to know that you are not a tell-all and a bank on some of these areas and you're never gonna bring this up again. And that it's all safe with you. Don't do that, that's not fair. Because that will get you in trouble. Because it's called mandatory reporting for a reason, okay? So let me give you uh, just a couple of things. First, communicate to everybody that uh, there are moments when you may have to share information that, to save a life, to spare a life, right? Um, especially when it comes with minors. Second, make sure that on staff, whether you are a full-time youth leader, you're paid by the church and you're controlled by the church, or you are a volunteer, that you have an understanding with the lead pastor of their processes that the church has. Those processes will include things like child welfare reporting, a relationship with somebody in the child welfare system, okay? Every city that I was in, I had a relationship with the child welfare department. So you need to make sure whether that's somebody that attends the church or you just make the phone calls and say, listen, I'm in youth counseling, I'm in youth development work, right? Uh, what do I have to do in a, if something comes up? Because then you'll have the plan um, in front of you, right? So you're communicating to the, to the crowd, to the people. You're communicating to the pastor, right? The lead pastor, uh, maybe the board in your setting. That, that's important too. And then uh, finally, the, a relationship with the child welfare department. And that may be as simple as getting their mandatory forms because th there are legislative forms uh, there are forms that are legislated to you that you have to fill out, okay? So that's 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 really important. All right. Um, and then the, the final one is how do we handle sexual identity issues, okay? How do we handle sexual identity?
here's what I want to do. Because of all of the things that are going on and this issue being so, um, so intricate, uh, we, it, it's prevalent because of the sexual revolution that we're going through. This is something that is so important to deal with. So what I want to do is just kind of lead into this, this question by saying, come back next week, okay? I, I really want to identify this. Some of you know how uh, important this is to me, and I want to unpack this to you so that this is a strength of yours and not a weakness or a fear, right? Because you may not think about it as adults and as youth leaders, but the students are going through it all the time, okay? So what I'll say initially with this is, we cannot treat the sexual identity issues that come up, okay? Um, we cannot treat those with kid gloves or with fear and back away. If we don't have the answers to the questions that people are asking, what good is it to have answers to questions people aren't asking? And I believe that our culture needs a church that is relevant, consistent, okay? And hear me, hear me, both truth and grace okay we can't, we can't we can't separate them and many people have separated those truth and grace and get messed up so I want to really promo next week I'm gonna deal with that next week and give you some resources for that the question came late this afternoon and as excited as I am to talk about it we have 12 minutes and I've already gone you know about uh, 10 and a half or 11 minutes already so um, I really want to make sure that we cover that completely okay so next week uh, youthology live which will be episode 20 okay a week from tonight we're gonna deal with the sexual identity issues how as youth leaders do we handle those discussions okay because listen oftentimes it's not even a question it's discussions okay people have their statements and so how do we approach that I believe that the scriptures give us great response to the culture I believe that the scripture gives us a great response to the culture. There's no ambiguity here. As often as people say, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't say much about the. Yes, it does. It's very clear, okay? Very clear. So I want to deal with that next week. So don't miss next week when we deal with the whole sexual identity, the gender identity, you know, the sexual revolution. I'm going to put it all together there and hopefully uh, go a little deeper than being able to do that right now, okay? So. Thank you for joining us. Um, this has been Youthology Live on Sunday nights. And we dealt with, real quick, I can just recover those. How do I start small groups? Uh, dating long distance, you know, what does that look like? Um, the mandatory reporting in our counseling with teenagers. And then finally, um, handling the sexual identity and the gender identity issues in youth ministry. And we're gonna tackle that last question next week, okay? so. Hey, have a great week. Thank you for joining us, even for a few minutes. And you can check us out at youthology.com. I'll have it all blogged and uh, break down the answers to this and more. Get into detail. Go to youtube.com forward slash Jeff Cornell, and you can catch it there too. And our iTunes is coming. We are uh, downloading it on, onto our iTunes. It's just taking a while. Uh, be busy. So that's going to come too. But for now, you catch us on social media, and you'll see all of this come up early this week. God bless you. Have a great week.